Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. Welcome back to Let's Put the Rad in Radical. You guys, this is Allie. And if you know anything about me, I'm a high school theater teacher. And my teens have been, we'll just say, educating me. And I have brought to you, listeners, and to my two besties here, some trends, or we'll just say some discussion items that they have been teaching me that I'm confused about. I don't know. I think they're Generation X. What are they? Gen Z? So they would be... Gen Z then, I believe. So it would be anyone born from 96 on, I believe is Gen Z. Like millennials are 1981 to 1996. So we are technically millennials. I'm speaking for me and Allie. Um, No, you and Amanda. I'm sorry, me and Amanda. Thank you for trying to loop me in, but we all know I'm the oldest. I'm from the generation (laughs) called Wisdom. Okay. Oh, is that what it was titled? Yes, I am from Generation Wisdom, but here is the thing, you guys, my teens, it's a beautiful part of my job. They, they bring me up to speed with the things that are current or the cool things that are happening. And I always check myself. I'm like, did I know that? Is that really a thing? So here's the first one. They have been telling me that thrift shopping is kind of the new Aritzia. So maybe you, lots of girls go to Aritzia or whatever, but cool, cool chicks and dudes or people, we'll just say, cool humans are thrift shopping. Do you do it, girls? Have you done it? What's your take? While I have not done it recently, I have done it. And I see no issue with going to thrift shop at all. I love that people are doing it more. In fact, I think it supports this idea of even just environmentally friendly shopping, just repurposing what already exists versus fast fashion things, which of course we know is um, not really a great way to shop. Um, I can't say that I haven't done both of those things. I've absolutely shopped in fast fashion places. Um, it's just the, the honest truth of it, but I do love that thrift shopping has become a big thing. And I think that there's this stigma or this old story of it being like low income family shopping type of thing. Um, I, whether or not that's true or not, to be honest, I'm not educated enough and versed enough in it to know, but I know that it can be for anybody. Anybody can take some goodies that are there at off the hands of the thrift shop, because otherwise, if it's not purchased, what happens to it? I mean, we don't know. Is it donated? Is it, um, is it disposed of? Like who, who knows? Right. And so I just think it's a great way to repurpose what's already circulating around. I have to completely and totally agree. I will say Kinsey and I love going thrift shopping and my favorite thing is going in and just seeing what weird item I can find that is not that I want to use, not even for its original purpose. Does that make sense? Like crazy. Like I love finding like just old things and like all the old books and stacking them up. Like I just, I love thrift shopping. We actually went to get, Archie just got neutered. And so to prevent him from like jumping up and down off the bed, we went to an antique shop and found this big like chest for like $50. It's a vintage, like it's beautiful. And the guy was like, you, after this dog gets healed, you should just put legs on it and use it as a piece. And like, you can finish and stand and do this and do that. And I was just like in love with this conversation that I had with this man, giving me ideas to like repurpose this old chest. 
But I think thrift shopping is actually like really creative. Like some of my girls go into thrift shops and they come out looking like a million bucks and they've got like this cool piece of jewelry and like a half crop top and like these weird pants. And I go, that shouldn't look good, but yet it looks dope. Because and it all comes back. It does. Right? It's circulating. I am in love with the seventies coming back. Are we, I'm here for this. The seventies, oh, yes. the bell bottom jeans. Oh gosh. And just the seventies was such a playful era for fashion and hair and colors, oof, colors. Yes. Colors, patterns. Everything was big. Everything was loud and lovey and vibrant. And, oh, I'm absolutely here for that. And it's funny because I remember wearing like the bell bottom jeans to school and it was like a big thing for me to get them at first. I think, and this will age me a bit, but I think I was in like grade six <laughs> when I first got my pair. Um, and I just remember being so upset until I got them. And then once I did, I was like, oh, so all the snow collects at the bottom of my pants now and all the, all the dirt and the dust, I'm just sweeping the floor every time I go for a walk. Oh my gosh. It was such a fun little learning experience with those pants. Well, this may be on your list, but like the skinny jean versus not, is that on your list? Because you brought up bell bottoms. Is that what they're loving is bell bottoms or it's like the wide boyfriend, like look yeah the 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 bigger the bell the better like all my girls are now like I don't want to say even high waist is done but the like the the low rise is back and I'm not here for that and I remember wearing kind of bell-bottom boyfriend jeans in a club and I would come home with definitely multiple cocktails seeped up the bottom of my pants and I was like this is these pants are nasty this is nasty yeah, not a good look. I want to wear I, that. I, I really do love, though, that things are circling back. Like you just mentioned, like the low-waisted jeans. I mean, there was a point in time where if my zipper was bigger than this, and by the way, I'm holding up like an inch or something, I was like, nope, cannot buy. Those are for old people. Absolutely big no. And now... Did you did you ever unbutton and then roll down? Yes. Them unbutton so they were like extra low? Like, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, I did used to do that. It was such a... Oh no, it was such a potentially wardrobe malfunction decision. I, I don't know why I ever used to do that. I also remember just this wave of like making sure that your belly button showed when you wore low jeans like that. And now, and then there became this phase of how long can my tank top be? Can it cover my whole ass? Because if it doesn't, I don't want it. So it's true, man. Things come and go, but anything that has gone definitely comes back. <laughs> I, I just saw a TikTok of, it was like the Shania Twain, um, like, have you seen that one? It's like, let's get it girls. And it's like got the layers. It's like tank topping all the tank top layers. And there's like seven layers. And it was like the nineties. And Kenzie was like, oh my God. I was like, that was in style. I used to layer like seven tank tops at a time. And then the other thing is now we're piggybacking on kind of what's cool on Netflix. So the Queen's Gambit, the Crown, Bridgerton, a bunch of my teens were telling me that the new shirt is actually the corset. Wow. Have you yeah. worn one? Well, I've never. I'm going to tell you that I've, I've worn one for some sexy, sexy time. But other than mm. that, the corset was a bit of a thing in rave culture back in the nineties for me. Like when I was going out partying, I would wear like booty shorts and like a half a corset and big boots and think this was awesome or a tutu. And anyways, it's a whole deal. I think there were drugs. So nothing on top of it. Just no. corset is the shirt. 
But for girls that were in my class this last little while, they were telling me the corset and then a sweater over top. So this is, I, I'm just, I'm passing on trends, but this is made popular because of kind of if you so many questions. Last, last week's episode with Bridgerton. I think seeing all of this has kind of trickled down into teen culture and that is very popular. Would you say then that basically shows like Bridgerton or The Crown are influencing this particular style choice? Is that what they're saying? Like, do they watch these shows on Netflix? Oh my gosh. All of my kids have seen like Bridgerton and, and Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, wow. they are heavy into that. We didn't talk about Queen's Gambit, what we should have, because that was an amazing show. That is a must-watch show, such an incredible perspective, such an empowering moment as well as a woman watching that I found, um, or any, any underdog, anybody who's ever been told you're, you're never going to be enough or who's ridiculed for just their very essence of being. What an excellent show. And it was so sassy and badass and sexy and fun. Like, I just really enjoyed that show. And the acting. <laughs> like oh, I yes. was watching these people and I guess this is where we were talking about Bridgerton and compared to this one like I did not question the acting of the, this show at all I was like these people are royalty they are, yes. they are the royalty they, this well is even in Bridgerton it wasn't that it was bad acting they just feel so young right like it's like I'm watching Mackenzie up on TV acting it just feels like such baby faces but I will say I watched a couple more episodes last night and I was like this on the TV. <laughs> so you got into it more? You got in, you, you dove in? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely shoot us a message. If you're listening to this, are you a Bridgerton? Are you a Queens Gambit girl? Like where, what did you, what was your vibe? You know, that's, I would love to hear kind of where people are vibing. I think they're two different shows. So, you know, I'm all about Bridgerton and sexy Hastings, but I also love the Queen Gambit. The story was so phenomenal. So good. Okay. So We've got Bell Bottoms and Bridgerton and Corsets. What else are they talking? Corsets. Well, I will say that there's, uh, you guys have heard the song Driver's License uh, by, I think her name was Olivia Rodrigo. Um, and so it, it, she was a TikTok girl, exploded, and the main lyrics are like, I drive past your house or something, and the lights are off. I don't know. Red light. Green, anyways, the stop lights. I don't even know what Sing it is. It. You know, yes, but. Yes, um, I just got it. Just as you sang it, semi sang it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yes. But it's interesting because so every teen knows this song and at some point is, has cried in their bedrooms about this song over lost love or unrequited love. You know, this is this is the new I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys. You know, when you sat there like, I want it that way and you would cry. Driver's license is the new I Want It That Way. But what's interesting is that this girl rose to fame through TikTok. Like Very powerful. Power. How? Like by just doing TikToks, like dances mm -hmm. and singing and stuff like that. And then she just, no, no, she performed this song. This was the song. She just kept singing it. And like, it just kind of picked up steam and momentum. And it's just interesting, the power of social media. And this song, you could ask any kid, they, they know it. I'd love to know maybe what some of your, your students have said about like the dances and stuff, because they can be lengthy to learn. They can be difficult. And I've done a couple, they're a great workout if they're really an involved one, um, big time. But how does that 
like, what do they do? What do they do with that time? Like, are they spending time away from learning and homework to do TikTok? Is that because I, when I was in high school, for me, it was taking time away from school and learning and homework for like MSN messenger service or like AOL type of thing. So I'm curious, is this the thing that sort of dr drags them away from their current education? <laughs> Amanda, I think we just got painted a picture of you at 16 learning AOL. Like, no, 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 no. Yes. No, I miss that, a messenger for Sheezy. That was the one. Even just yeah. hearing you say that was hilarious. Raina and I were consuming substances in friends' cars in the parking lot. That's what we were doing. Facts. And you were at home, like. I was at home trying to figure out how to craft a very sassy username for when I logged on MSN Messenger. All right. <laughs> this, if, if, you, if our listeners don't know by now that I may be the nerdiest person here, um, well, then you, you kind of do now. I'm dead. And this is, could be my most favorite episode. Uh, but I will say that my kids, my teens do TikToks all the time. And what I love the most is that you don't really do them alone, right? Like it's dance numbers with like three or four and you all try to do it. Okay, no, do this. And there's so much collaboration and communication, which as a teen, I think you need it like way more than sitting at home, no offense, but drafting names, which is what these kids can also spend hours playing video games by themselves at home by that, like, and it's just not healthy. So I do love that they are together and they're dancing and that brings movement, which brings high energy, which brings connection. And between 13 and 18, you pray that they have those sort of outlets. It's everything. I didn't think well, of it that we've way. seen what happens when you don't have the outlets, <laughs> right? Like the opposite effect of it. I love that. I, you know, you don't think of it that way, but it's very true because you, you know, someone can look at that and think, well, what a waste of time. But, you know, the fact is, is they're learning a choreography for a particular dance or song that they like to move to. Hey, if they're moving. And like I said, if you haven't tried one, it can make you freaking sweat asking for a friend, but does it count as a workout? Because when I'm done, I feel exhausted. And it's cool that they do that together. I remember in high school and middle school having friends over and making up dances in my bedroom. Yes, I was just going to say that. It's Did you do that too? Yes. <laughs> because it is just like TikTok, I guess. Like I didn't think of that. Like I would spend hours in my room in the mirror listening to whatever it was that I was listening to putting dances together for it. Absolutely. I was just like a huh, 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 just flailing and moving. And we're like, and then on, on the three, we do the elbow, you know, like, I'm just, and it's funny because I obviously, I was not raised as any sort of dancer. So trust these were hilarious, but TikTok can be something to follow along with. Just like, I don't know if you've ever heard or tried the game, just dance. It can be a lot of fun as well, where you're trying to keep up with the beats um, of the music and the, the dude on the screen. Have you ever played that game before? I have, but do you remember Fitness Marshall? Did you ever do any of those dances with the Fitness Marshall? I don't want to say Raina and I maybe consumed some beverages one night and we put together a Fitness Marshall routine yes. that un we were very serious. But we should dig that out. Do you want to know where I was? Asleep in yeah, bed. Asleep. <laughs> But you know what's interesting, and I don't know if a lot of people listening to this, you know, we're talking about TikTok culture and putting dance routines together and stuff. And yet I know a lot of my friends would never be caught dead doing that still. And it's so interesting to me because I think 
what's fun for one person probably is not entertainment for the other, but I also wonder at what point can you just get over yourself and go try to do a funny dance? Like, you know, there's I, this I, I, sense of like letting go, right? That comes with that, I think. I think I we also get saying. stuck into, into being a bit too serious. And I know we've talked about this on past podcasts, but, you know, letting in a little more play is always a good idea. And if sometimes it comes in the form of learning a really silly dance or, um, yeah, I, I think it can be a lot of fun. So it's really great to hear how, you know, your students have found ways to connect with their community as best as they can and just enjoy that and do exactly that. And, and who's to say we can't too. And you know, next time we we are together and we film a fitness marshal and we need to have drinks, I'm going to tell you kind of the last little bit that the teens have told me, because maybe we need to try this drink. But you guys remember the Arizona iced tea? Remember those like those tall cans of Arizona iced tea? Well, they've made, it's called hard 16 teas. And it's like a, is it a vodka infused or like it's it's like a twisted tea hard lemonade and they're like 16 ounces and this is what the teens drink but i have a girl i kid you not who has shown me a video of her shotgunning these like she breaks a hole whips open the thing and she can chug it in less than three seconds and i think to myself i would die i would die are they pre-made or it's a mix it's no, it's a pre-made can. And so this is From what everybody- the Arizona Tea Company? Yes. What? I know. Oh. This is for, I know. But do you remember- need to try that. I'm feeling like we're missing out if we don't know what that's like. But didn't you back in high school, my, you know, I remember drinking berry coolers and I would get like those giant, like giant twist off coolers. And me and my girlfriends would be in some shady park somewhere drinking a cooler and be like, I'm so drunk. And so I think about like what the kids are doing now. And I'm like, these guys are stepping it up. But I love that like Arizona iced tea has branched out and is making alcohol. This is like Mike's hard lemonade for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? But ours is like Mike's hard lemonade or Smirnoff, like Smirnoff ice. Um, Smirnoff ice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely one of the, the usual suspects that were, that were involved alcohol wise for me. I had a friend that would take a Mike's hard lemonade, put tequila ice blended. And it was like a heavy, it was like a hard hitting margarita in all the wrong ways when you were 16. My question is what happens now at this point when, you know, bell bottoms are coming back and thrifting is in and, you know, TikTok is a big thing. Like what, what comes next? I mean, at this point, it almost feels a bit like, okay, so social media can, can have some positive impacts at which we know it can also have some negative ones. It's impacting fashion, the shows we watch on Netflix and stuff like that. Like when life gets back to normal, uh, what, what's an, or a new normal rather, where we're able to, you know, hug people again, what's going to go on? What do you think is going to happen? For one, the eighties better come back. Like I want big fluffy hair. And when I get to see people, I am licking people's faces. Like we are going, I'm going to the other end of extreme to make up for lost time. <laughs> girls, I'm licking your face and I'm going to fluff my hair. That's my only wishes. Those are my only wishes for things to come back a 360 or a 180. I'll even take 75. Like, just give me a little bit back. So I don't know, but when I look at my teens, they are so 
people willing to try? And is that not kind of at the end of the day when the biggest lesson I learned from those guys is they tell me, well, have you heard this new song? And right away, I'm like, I don't think so. Sorry. I listen to, you know, and then I insert you know, cool. Pearl Jam, actually, it's just Led Zeppelin. I'm a bit of an indie artist, you know, and then I listened to Driver's License on my drive home by this TikTok girl, and I'm crying, and I'm like, this is an emotional song. The teens are never afraid to try something, you know, and I just, sometimes I bring it back to, well, what maybe I should try 70s culture again. Maybe I should buy a pair of bell-bottom pants. Maybe I Maybe I don't need to be such a curmudgeon and poo-poo doing a TikTok dance. Now okay. what I need to know is what curmudgeon is defined as. Ugh, isn't it that I think that I just, again, dated myself because is I think that, that was- a teen word? Oh, it's an old word. It's an old, my, my grandma used to be like, that person's a curmudgeon. No, <laughs> you've never heard that. I'm going to mute now, carry on. <laughs> well, I mean, my main takeaway is just, I think I need to go to do a thrift store run and shop maybe a little bit. I feel now like I need to do a middle part and all of these things also. I will tell you that there was something I saw that the moment the three of us get together, I want to implement. And if you're listening to this, maybe it's something that if you're lucky enough to be hanging out with friends right now, you could try. They put a budget, a group of girls, I saw this, a group of girls put a $10 budget and they all had to go individually the week before like a Saturday or Friday night get together. And they had to go to a thrift store and for 10 bucks, put together an outfit and put it in a shopping bag and tie up the bag. Then the girls would all get together like 10 or 12. I mean, these are the days when you had multiple friends, like double digit friendship groups. And they would all come together. They would drink. So right away I'm in. So they would drink and then you would pick a bag and you would have to go and put on the thrift store outfit and you would come out and you would play and then the girls would all have a dance party. And I was like, please invite me to this party. But how <laughs> funny and creative are these people now? Like you're, they all go, they've picked these outfits and they did them co-ed too, where a guy would pick a bag, a girl would pick a bag and then you would have to dress up in whatever was in this thrift store and you got to keep what was in the outfit. And I love that idea so much. So I'm saying when we get together, we're thrift shopping, we're listening to driver's license, we're drinking the new hard tea drinks, and we are getting beyond ourselves and having so much fun, period. period. I, love, I love that idea. Also, what, can, what I will say is that you are so right. They are more willing to be creative. They're more willing to take chances. They're willing to feel silly. And as, as that can be juxtaposed, I know that there's, you know, that inner thought of, oh, who's laughing at me or who's ridiculing me, this or that, but they are willing to at least try. And I think if nothing else, it would be so neat if as adults, we got back to that place in our lives where we're like, I think just for fun, I'm going to do this hobby and just try this. And who cares what it turns out like, I just want to be willing to give it a go. Or, you know, I, I think I'm going to try to figure out what my style is. Let me try on a corset and see if that feels good or some bell bottoms and see if that's what's true to me. I remember always trying to make the high-waisted belt be a thing for me when I hated it. I was always uncomfortable. I even remember one breakfast on my birthday, the day of my birthday celebration, where the belt 
popped off while I was brunching because I was just eating and eating and drinking and enjoying. And I just felt like, why do I continue to wear these things? I cannot be contained. I should absolutely not be wearing them just because they're in if it's not my jam. So I really love the self-exploration um, that your teens are willing to share with you and what they do and and kind of be playful. And again, for, for lack of, or, or for fear of repeating myself, but where's the fun, man? Where is the fun? What are you doing in your life? We are not born to pay bills and die. And unfortunately, as adults, we forgot that somewhere along the way. And we are programmed to think that that is the way when in fact, we've probably lost ourselves along the way. So stop taking it so seriously, not saying ignore your responsibilities, not saying it's all rainbows and unicorns. But I am saying that there is a certain playfulness that can come in such a really profound way if you're willing to be open to why not give it a try. So Ali, I'm really grateful that you shared this list with us. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking that it's, you know, something we can all take away from. And to all of our listeners, please share with us on our social comment, give us your feedback and send us a DM. We love to read them. What, what are you? Are you Gen X? Are you Gen Z? Are you millennial? We'd love to hear, you know, and get an idea of who's listening in with us. What could you relate to? What are some things that you wore that are now making a ferocious comeback? We would love to hear from you all. So don't forget to like, comment, share, and even subscribe to our newsletter. We have some exciting things coming up that we can't wait to announce a little later on. So keep your ears and eyes all peeled and ready. Um, and for now, we will catch you on our next episode of Let's Put the Rad in Radical. See you then.